Welcome to Conversations with Big Rich. This is an interview-style podcast. Those interviews are all involved in the off-road industry. Being involved, like all of my guests are, is a lifestyle, not just a job. I talk to competitive teams, racers, rock crawlers, business owners, employees, media and private park owners, men and women who have found their way into this exciting and addictive lifestyle. We discuss their personal history, struggles, successes, and reboots. We dive into what drives them to stay active and off-road. We all hope to shed some light on how to find a path into this world we live and love and call off-road. Whether you're crawling the Red Rocks of Moab or hauling your toys to the trail, Maxxis has the tires you can trust for performance and durability. Four wheels or two. Maxxis tires are the choice of champions because they know that whether for work or play, for fun or competition, Maxxis tires deliver. Choose Maxxis. Dread victoriously. Have you seen Four Low Magazine yet? Four Low Magazine is a high-quality, well-written, four-wheel drive-focused magazine for the enthusiast market. If you still love the idea of a printed magazine, something to save and read at any time, Four Low is the magazine for you. Four Low cannot be found in stores, but you can have it delivered to your home or place of business. Visit fourlowmagazine.com to order your subscription today. On today's episode of Conversations with Big Rich, we have Armando Verdugo. Armando is uh, a marketing and management specialist. He's been in the off-road world, well, probably for at least 13 or 14 years, I believe. I first met him with uh, Warriors for Wounded, came out to one of our events and set up. We'll talk about all that, but he's been with Rigid Lighting and Addictive Desert Designs and Artec, and now he's doing his own thing. And he also heads up Hero Off-Road. So we'll talk about uh, all of those things. Hey, Armando, thank you so much for coming on board and uh, sharing your life with us. Thanks, Big. Yes, definitely been. Uh, it's been a long time that uh, we've uh, known each other and uh, considered you uh, and Shelly uh, good friends and uh, uh, always excited to, to get some time to hang out with you guys. Absolutely. So let's, uh, let's start right off. Where were you born and raised? Um, I was born in Southern California. Um, don't hold that against me. That's all right. I was born um, in Northern California. I just don't tell people that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, born in Southern California, uh, spent, uh, most of my life out there. And then in 2007, uh, moved to Arizona and been in Arizona since. And Southern California has got a lot of metropolitan areas and a lot of cities and towns and, and whatnot all over the place. What part of Southern California were you in? So uh, I was uh, born in the Los Angeles proper uh, at uh, General Hospital, uh, of all places, uh, to a very young mother. And uh, grew up in the Monterey, Monterey Park, Montebello area, and uh, spent most of my uh, childhood up to uh, early uh, 20s out in that area. Then moved out to uh, the South Bay um, Manhattan Beach, Redondo Beach, Hermosa Beach areas. Nice. Um, then 
moved to Long Beach, then out to Riverside, and then just kept going progressively further east till I got to uh, just outside of Phoenix. And uh, that's where I live now is outside of Phoenix. Excellent. And what did you do as you were growing up that prepared you for what you're doing now? Probably nothing. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, um, it, the, the dirt's always been in my soul. Um, I, I had a... a mini bike a little honda trail uh 50 with a with a 70 motor in it i got that on my ninth birthday we putted that around uh um going up to azusa canyon out to the hills in corona where my uncle and aunt lived um through the neighborhoods by the by the house um going to atcs atvs kind of uh and the whole that whole dirt scene was always something i i enjoyed um, but career wise, um, I went to a technical high school and, uh, I was doing, uh, metallurgical, uh, technology. I was doing failure analysis and that's what I did for uh, 20, almost 20 years. I was in that field. Um, but I always had dirt in my soul and, uh, 2009 when, that industry kind of shrunk up a bit and I got laid off. I uh, went searching for something different and uh, decided to jump into the off-road side. Awesome. And with that technical stuff, um, the the kind of job that you had, what were you doing up till up until that, the recession there where it killed everybody's careers? So uh, I was selling uh, ro- robots and uh, microscope automation um, so it was a lot into semiconductor fab. Uh, I would be uh, bunny suited up and in a fab, uh, setting up a wafer handler robot, um, doing uh, automation for uh, microscope stages so uh, people can scan a full chip and, and look for defects. And that's I was doing sales and outside sales. I I ran uh, the U.S. for a couple of different companies doing sales. Okay, so sales have been kind of in your blood, and uh, that did you ever take any college classes in marketing or anything, or was it just uh, jumping in the fire? Just jumping in the fire. Um, I, I I tried to do some business classes. I I, I graduated high school barely. Um, tried to go to college, and just college just wasn't for me. I'm I'm more of a jump in and and learn and do, and that's how I'm going to be best at what I'm going to do and uh, just push myself to to learn more, do more. Um, luckily enough to have uh, when I was doing on the scientific research side, I had a, a boss that kind of really pushed me to understand the business aspects and, and how a business ran, how to, how to properly perform things and keep yourself on top of the business and to work for the business. And that was a, a huge inspiration for me. And it, and it kept me and inspired me. And it's just tools that I've used for the last probably 20 some years, uh, just building myself and building uh, my career and where I'm at now. Okay, good. So you had a good mentor um, in those early years. That's that's awesome. I can't yes, yeah. I, I can't say that I had that. Um, there was people I looked up to in the various jobs that I had, but nobody ever. I don't remember anybody ever taking me under their wing and saying, you know, 
this is why you should do something like this. Um, and I, I guess the only one that I can remember doing that was a high school teacher I had that ended up being, he was a shop teacher and he taught photography and I, that's what got me into, um, Brooks Institute and graduating as a commercial photographer from college, but also being on the yearbook staff for, for the whole time in high school and doing, you know, that kind of stuff. But it, the college that I did didn't really prepare me for an off a world in off road, except for, you know, maybe the, how things should look, you know, I mean, it did, it did tell me how to finish jobs and how to get things done. That's for sure. Yeah, and and, and that's and that's sometimes uh, it's 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 big to 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 have just something to to push you into that into that uh, mindset, and it can be very small, or it can be a, a larger a larger portion. It's just a matter of how how your mind processes it and and keep pushing on it. It amazes me how many people in off road came from other industries and created were able to create jobs or a lifestyle from what they enjoy doing personally in off-road. And that's one of the things that it's, that's always attracted me to, to off-road, um, whether it's the racing side or, or the enthusiast side or the business side, is that, uh, you know, it, it is passion-driven. Yeah, def- definitely. Um, it, it was uh, something that uh, I took into consideration. Um, I, I got job, other job offers in the industry um, to come in and, and work with companies, and, and I just I had had enough. And uh, being someone that really enjoyed off road, I, I in my late teens, I had a, a Toyota pickup on 36s at the time. It was ridiculous. I used to take it up and go play with it and bust through the desert and do do all the stuff that uh, that I wanted to do. And then I just didn't do it for the longest time because it wasn't part of what my life was at that point. And um, a little further out down the road, um, I picked up this international travel all from uh, some friends for 350 bucks and i was gonna rebuild that to be my my toy and kind of get back out and do some of the things i wanted to do and uh in doing that it really opened up my eyes on on going back and looking through things that i that i'd been doing for so long and decided that this is kind of what i want to be into i just uh seen so many different uh, products and the industry and and innovations at the time. It was change the the industry was changing a lot back in the 2010s ish. The JK was uh, coming into its own and and a lot more products were coming out around that. But it also pushed out to other other vehicles. So I was seeing that and it was just exciting and it was a good time for me to come in and kind of build myself into uh, what I wanted to be on this in, in this, this industry. And how did that first step happen after you? Because that was after you got to Arizona. Um, did you jump right into to off to you know? Did you jump right into it or or did you uh did you work other jobs and then find your way into it? No, I jumped right in. Um I got uh I, I got through the year um working for the company I was with and uh just it, 
the year was terrible. Um, I, I could do 4 million a year in sales and I did about 500,000. So I knew I was on the chopping block. I knew, I knew there was no way they were going to be able to support me and, and keep me going. So I had already started kind of looking around and, and, uh, like right before Christmas, they, they laid me off and, um, I looked around and was like, okay, what am I going to do? And I found a job and, um, I applied for it and got no got no response back from uh, what I my uh, my resume getting sent in, and uh, I got in the car and I walked in there and uh, walked into the, this warehouse and uh, that was a Sphere four by four, an Israeli based company that uh, had a U.S. location just outside of Scottsdale or in Scott in North Scottsdale, and uh, I walked in and started asking questions and the owner and I just started talking and. Uh, he offered me a job. <laughs> so it's, that's, uh, that doesn't surprise me that it works that way. Um, <laughs> knowing, knowing so many people in the, in the off-road world, knowing that it's passion driven, that we're doing what we love to do, that a lot of business owners are not businessmen, but they're enthusiasts or fabricators or mechanics, whatever. And, uh, you know, they, they don't have the, the business acronym, I guess you might say, to come through or follow through with a lot of lot of small things, what they might consider small things, like looking at resumes. Yeah, yeah, and and, and it it was I didn't have any real automotive aftermarket experience. I had zero automotive aftermarket experience on my resume. I sold research instruments for years and worked for field analysis labs. Um, just my resume didn't uh, didn't show what I wanted to do or or my enthusiasm for that side of it. But uh, we went and talked, and um, I believe it. I even had my daughter with me, and we sat in the conference room for like an hour and a half. And my kid was just bouncing off the walls, just like, "Are we ready to go? Can we go? Can we go?" And we just kept talking, 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 and that was my foot in. Um, from there, um, just made contacts and uh, left there and went to work for uh, for Rigid Industries. Um, made more contacts there. Um, that didn't work out as uh, as well I had hoped as I hoped it would, and uh, went to work for ADD and again just built what I was doing. And at the same time, um, when I worked for a Sphere, uh, they asked me to come aboard and and help with uh, Wheelers uh, for Warriors, which is essentially a, a nonprofit organization that was uh, doing. Uh, Build, builds and, and and donations to uh, to veterans and and uh, active duty service members, and uh, we had done a, a, a rebuild a couple of jeeps. Uh, we brought uh, built built the jeep for a, a guy named Mike Brewer who was uh, based out in New Mexico. He got blew up in uh, in Iraq, lost uh, um, his nose, like blew off his face. His hands basically blown up to hamburger. They sewed him up brought him back together but can never really use his hands um he had a, a nice tj that uh, was about 50 percent complete uh we transported in we rebuilt it and gave it back to him and and uh had an event out in in arizona and brought a bunch of people in um had a great day great time gave his jeep back to him was able to take it off and, and use it for a couple years and then and then uh, i don't know he I don't know if they needed the money or whatever, but he ended up selling it. But uh, he he got it back, and and we gave that back, and that's uh, that was a a big uh, 
change a life changer for me um in doing stuff with that organization and and i learned a, a lot about uh about the military and uh, about what these guys give and and how little we give back and it was really important for me to get involved with that um and to continue with that but once i left left this fear um i kind of pushed me out and they're like, no, 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 we, you're, you're leaving. So this organization is going to do its own thing. And from there, it never really did anything. It kind of just fizzled away. But in the meantime, I had created my own, uh, started off, did all the paperwork, did all the filings, uh, kind of self-funded for the first year or so. And uh, starting that's when Hero Off-Road started coming about in 2012. Okay. Yeah, I met you during that 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 first time period there. You came out to one of the events and and set up and helped us. Um, I believe it was Tucson or or Congress. I don't remember exactly which. Um, you might so, know that so, better. Yeah, so so Tucson we set up uh, Wheelers for Warriors and uh, Mike Brewer's Jeep was out there, and uh, he got to meet a bunch of drivers and uh, he had a great time out there. Him and his wife and the kids came out and saw the races met some drivers uh we had replaced the hood on his jeep and uh, we had all the drivers come out and sign the hood and uh it was it was a fun time he really enjoyed it but then he never got the hood and the hood is still floating around here somewhere in phoenix (laughs) oh wow yeah that's a shame so anybody that's listening to this if you've seen that hood get in touch with armando Oh, I know where it's at. Oh, you know where it's at. Okay, forget. <laughs> oh, that. I know where it's okay. at. I it, it's it's in safekeepings, but okay. uh, it's here in Phoenix, and and it's never he, there's never been an interest for them to have it or anything. But uh, it's definitely uh, it's it's a showpiece. I, I I can get a picture and send it to you. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um, so then you you move on from Wheelers for Warriors. You started Hero Off Road, and that's while you were still at. As for, or as you went on to rigid? As I was at rigid. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was something I started when when I was at rigid and that's when I came up to Congress when I first started, uh, here off road and we, and we did the setup and we had, uh, we had, we had some, uh, good time up there. I think, uh, um, that was like the the big kickoff. I sold a a bunch of shirts and that kind of pushes off to the next level and it's kind of grown up from there. Um, we're doing a few events a year. Um, our, our biggest, uh, uh, fundraiser event has been, uh, crawl America, which is happens all over the country. It's a small group of, uh, of, uh, guys that come in and guys and girls, I say guys universal and, uh, get to wheel for a week and kind of just to get teams. And it's, it's just, it's a, it's a big fundraiser. And that allows us to do a lot more stuff like the Patriot Crawl, which we do out in Moab every year. Okay. Um, Patriot Crawl, we had about 120 participants out there this year. Um, and it's all free for veterans and active duty service members and their families. Um, they come out, we feed them, uh, they get a T-shirt. Um, this year we did uh, commemorative badges for the trails that they went on. And then we have we have a raffle. Um, this year we had uh, the guy Jeremy from Rock Crawler came out. Uh, Tony from uh, Genrite was out there. Um, the Flat Road guys were out there. Apex Steering guys and just uh, the industry guys came out and drove that this year. And it was one of our biggest events ever. And it was it was a, a really great time. 
Excellent. And is that something you guys plan on doing again at Easter Jeep this year? Yes, every every year at, at Easter Jeep, we uh, we plan for uh, for Patriot Crawl to happen, and it's usually like the Sunday as everyone's coming in. So before before uh, the show happens, so just we start off Sunday wheeling before it starts getting everyone gets out there, and we go out there wheeling. We do that for the for the day. Excellent. I'd like to uh, I'd like to attend it this year. Oh, definitely. I'll make sure you, you get, uh, you get the invite. Cool. So then, um, you're, you're working hero in the, in these, at least these two crawls. Um, you go to rigid and then you end up at addictive de- desert designs. And I remember you weren't, you, one of the things that I've realized about people in off-road is nobody ever quits off-road once they're in the business, all they do is change business cards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so do you have like a stack of cards from all the companies you've been at? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I like to think it's not a stack, but yes, I have a few business cards that, that <laughs> sit here from the, from the companies. Yeah. Um, so, and then, yeah, so, so, so after, after I left ADD, uh, I, I, I work for Arctic industries and, um, I worked Arctic Industries a little over eight and a half years. That's right. Um, that's a that's a pretty good company. They've uh, I remember when they first got started, it was uh, it was very very small Arizona company that nobody really seemed to know about. But you guys blew it all up. Yeah, um, it was uh, the. One of the one of the main reasons that uh, I came aboard, and uh, I'd been working with uh, Nate and Artie uh, even before um, I went to work for them. My my Jeep was uh, in their booth at KOH. Um, my Jeep was in their booth at EJS and and a few other shows here and there. Um, my JK was one of the develop one of the development uh, vehicles for. Uh, rear trusses and, and some components that were coming out for the JK. So as that market started to grow, I was working with them behind the scenes as I was still working for another company. Um, and then came time for hiring someone to, to come in and help with sales and, and do the sales management side of it. And I came on board and uh, we just started pushing and it was grow it, grow it, grow it and make it do what it needs to do. And I came in and did a, uh, did the mark some the marketing side of it, uh, pushed on the social, uh, really grew that out and uh, continued to develop new products and, and just the company just kind of pushed itself into into where it needed to be at the at uh, as it grew through it. So um, the switch from Arizona to Utah, uh, bringing in a laser in house and little more manufacturing capabilities kind of help uh, push that growth and really push us into, into making sure that we could uh, sustain that. So when the company was down in Benson, that is where, I mean, I, I went, I can remember going to the open house when they got the new shop done. And I think that was mm-hmm. on Artie's property down there in Benson, if I remember right. And were you working for him at that point? Um, the first open house, I was not, 
Um, the second open house I was. Okay. I think that's how that, I think that's how that, that's how that works. <laughs> okay. Um, and then they moved, made the decision to move base the company in Utah, which I thought at that time I was like, oh, you know, there's everybody's going to have to go to to Utah, but you didn't, and you still were able to keep that relationship and and work for years with them, um, and then would just make the trip up there occasionally. Is that how that worked? Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's, uh, I, I, uh, Benson from my house is 126 miles. So I wasn't working in Benson. I would go down there once a week, once every other week, um, to do like in, in face meetings. But most of the time we, we did everything remote. Uh, I did, I was, uh, hired to work remote and uh that continued even when when they moved up there so um i was asked a number of times to go up there but uh i love arizona <laughs> right i get it <laughs> uh and my family's here uh my 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 kids uh had uh let's see at the time my oldest was in junior high school my youngest was still pretty young um and Sadly enough, my wife was making more money than I was, so uh, I really had to stay where that was. <laughs> right, I get that, and and being able that that you were doing the marketing and social media stuff, it's you know, it's easier to do that remotely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it def- definitely there was uh, there's uh, there's issues with it. Uh, I mean, everyone wants to see you in the office uh, more regularly, and it's like, okay, well, between traveling for shows and events that I was doing uh, per year, um, I wasn't going to go spend a, a week, a month up there. I'd never be home. So um, when I sold research instruments, I was gone 200 plus nights a year, and uh, I wanted to be done with that. And... Uh, I would travel when I needed to travel, but I didn't want any extra travel. So we, we found a way to work around it. We, we had teams and, and video chats and texts and emails and whatnot to, to get us through it. And, and we, we did what we needed to do with, with the tools. Right. And that's the nice, that's one of the great things about technology is, is being able to free you up to do something like that. Um, when I was growing up, you know, I mean, before, you know, 2000, none of that was really possible. I mean, you had pagers, um, you know, some people had computers. I certainly didn't. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, I mean, I can remember when the first cell phone that I got was one of those bricks, you know, (laughs) the the Motorola brick, you know, (laughs) Motorola brick. Right. And, uh, you know, that was actually, uh, I'm going to say it now. It was a hacked one. And I really didn't have an account, but I had an account if you wanted, you know, <laughs> so Motorola or whoever it was that, that I was using minutes from, you never caught me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so anyway, the, uh, what, what is it about the, the marketing and the media, you know, social media side of that, that, uh, that has always interested you? Um, it's, it's a challenge. Um, 
it's the the win it's it's the it's the whole part of sales um it's a competition to to go in there and 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 be better to to do more things to for me it's to learn more um even though i'm not really a person that's going to go to college i'm always learning i'm always reading i'm always reading something um even if it's even if it's just magazines that show up at my door um it's uh, brochures i bring back uh books anything uh that is based around the industry i'll just sit and read it and um that's what i do i follow 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 trends uh pay attention to 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 what's out there what my competition's doing and um that's all I can do is just if I, as long as I stay current on, on that, then I feel like I'm doing good. Um, the shift going to my own business after leaving our tech uh, creates its own uh, set of problems that uh, I'm continuing to work through and figuring out some things. But uh, it's it's going well and, and I, I, it's only going to get better. Right. And there's quite a few guys and gals that are doing that now that have all, you know, doing the same thing that you're doing where, you know, you're, you're in-house, you you know, your own marketing and uh, media company for team, for other companies. And uh, I, I, I think it's great that, that that's happening. Um, bringing in your expertise and then also the number of people you've met and in the industry, especially on the business side of it, being, you know, a lot of business to business and going to the shows and stuff. So you bring you bring something really unique there. I, I, I'm, ho- I'm hoping that's uh, that's what I'm doing, uh, trying to trying to build the value in that. Um, I, I've been very fortunate to uh, to have gone out and uh, built a lot of relationships. Uh, I made a ton of friends um a lot of uh a lot of which are are helping me in 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 pushing me and in bringing even business to me um i think uh jeremy from rock crawler is probably my biggest cheerleader right now and uh he's kind of pushing for me to 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 get myself up into where i where i want to be and we've gone over and talked about things and and done a lot of things together um, over the last year, we've we spent time like in uh, we went to uh, the Keys with uh, the Spider the Shade Brigade group, uh, and uh, we just spent like a week together after after Jeep Beach, and we shared a hotel room. We went out and shared the road and and dinners and everything, and really became uh, better friends than we had been in the past, and and uh, just really kind of hit on a different level. So, um, like I said, I've had a, a, a lot of, uh, a lot of push from, uh, some good people and, uh, continue to, to keep getting pushed by, uh, even more people every day. So, uh, that helps. Excellent. So before we get diving into your, your new business, let's talk some more about hero off road and where, where that's at and kind of where it, where it came from and, you know, give, give some background on it and uh, what's for the future of that. So as we kind of went over, uh, I, I was working for uh, working with Willers for Warriors and uh, basically I fell in love with what we were doing to give back. 
Um, and when I left and I couldn't be involved with it anymore, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm like, I'm like looking around like, okay, who's, who's got an organization? Who can I help? And there was really nothing out there that I, that really fit what I wanted. So I just told my wife, I'm like, here, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this and start this. And, and at the time I didn't have, uh, a crap ton of money sitting around to do this. I was just going to just all, all sweating, sweating hard work on it. So I put out a little bit of money. Um, I went and got the business, the business license. Uh, we did, I did a, a nonprofit organization in Arizona only, um, because IRS takes time and money and, and whatever. And I just didn't have that to put into it. So I just started doing that. And then here and there I'd make more money and stash it away. And I bought it, I bought a small, a small order of t-shirts turn around and sold that and made more money and then bought another order of t-shirts turn around and sold those and just kind of built built that up um spent a lot of time on the social side um dealing with uh growing the channel getting people out there we did giveaways and and stuff with some of our, our sponsors and really helped grow that to to where the point we could do the 501c3 um did that in 2013 i believe was when we got that uh, 5-1-T-3 done and been going since then. Um, we've done uh, Patriot Crawl for the past, uh, I believe it's six years that we've been doing Patriot Crawl. Um, we do uh, an annual uh, toy drive uh, here in Phoenix. We usually do that every year. The last couple of years after COVID, it's kind of changed it. So last year we just did a, a movie night at what theater like, was a fundraiser, and then this year we did a, a camp out out in uh, out in Florence. Um, we had a about forty people out there, campers and everything on site. We went had a uh, Kyle Hensley from uh, Hensley Off Road. It's out here in, in uh, Florence, Arizona. He came out, led trails and brought a bunch of people we put a pig in the ground and had a, a, a hawaiian pig roast out in the desert um stuff like that is is what we do and it's, it was a lot of veterans and and uh some active duty guys out there and uh it's that the patriot crawl um patriot crawl we've had the same participants come year after year and the first couple of years it was fun it was real funny when these guys didn't really know each other and I sat back and I just watched them giving each other crap by just different branches and they would just do it all day long. And I heard the army guys giving the ring guys crap and then everyone's giving the, the air force guys crap. And then the, the Navy guys are giving each other crap to the, to the, to the Marines. And it was just, it was fun. And I just saw like this camaraderie that I, that I didn't understand because I didn't serve. Um, and, uh, I saw it and it, it was like, <laughs> it's still this day. Those guys come every year and they give each other crap the whole time. I just sit there and love and just watch it. It's, uh, it's just fun. And what we're going to do at hero and what we do at hero is I, I'm not, we're not making a million dollars a year. I mean, we're, we're lucky if we can raise 15, $20,000 for a year, but then we want to put, we put that into Patriot crawl and, and, the breakfast and, and the raffles and the shirts and, and whatever we do to make sure that they're having a great day to, to, to just get their mind off of anything else. Right. That's, and, that's awesome. uh, and, uh, it's, it's always been 
my thing with Hero is that I'm not going to save all of them, but I'd like to save one. We have 22 a day that take their lives. I'd like to get to one and stop one. Start there, and then we can build from there. Um, but uh, we, 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 we do. We expect so much from them. We, we, they sign the check. They give it all, and some leave with nothing, and some leave with uh, with problems. And we don't ever teach them how to be back to be humans be part of uh, the society that we're in. And uh, that's a hard part. So the camaraderie that I see out there is like, well, okay, these guys get it. These guys are, are, are feeling it and, and they come out and they do stuff and, and enjoy it. Give them something else to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've done the races. I mean, for a few years ago, when, when Roland had his ultra four car, we came out and we did the race out on a Tucson when we had, uh, the the co-driver spots and we did that for the most of the uh, most of the year we did 10 races that year um we've sent a guy to go do the baja 500 and and you don't just go and and watch the race you we give you a helmet we give you a suit we strap you in a car and we send you off and go play and and uh at the end of the day you take that helmet home and the helmet has your name on it has our logo on it and uh and it's 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 a really cool memento of the fact that there are people that care. So when you're feeling that down, I, I said the guys like that uh, have the helmets. You know, yeah, I have it sitting on my desk or on a bookshelf or somewhere, and and I can always look at this at that helmet and smile. And that's all I can ask for is just making sure that I'm redirecting that, and we're doing what we need to do to redirect that and and, and change the the way that they're feeling of loneliness and being lost. Right. Excellent. Well, we have uh, our Baghdad event coming up in February, the 18th and 19th. Um, feel free if you'd like to, uh, you know, let's talk about getting you guys involved in that. Um, the weekend before that is the, we'll be doing the parade up in Wickenburg, where we'll take uh, off-road vehicles and be in the parade and do some advertising for the Baghdad event. But if you uh, you guys want to join us somehow for the parade, um, again, let me know and we can we can make all that happen. Oh, de- definitely. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll talk to the rest of the guys here and see what see what we can do to to get uh, to get some out guys out there. I know uh, I got a few out here that that might be interested in heading up. Cool, excellent. So now let's talk about. Uh, what you're doing now and well, first of all, how do people get involved to help you help the veterans? So, uh, here off road.org is, uh, is our website. Um, you can drop an email over there. We have, uh, um, Facebook, Instagram also, uh, send message. Um, we've, uh, kind of, uh, scaled back on some of the, uh, external, uh fundraising that we're doing because uh we've got to a point where i have an excess and just with covid we haven't been able to do all the stuff we want to do so now uh this year we're going to do a lot more of the give back so we're looking to to do more uh race stuff um of course patriot crawl and then uh we're doing something we've never done before and we're going to do a tuna trip we're going to take uh i think we get 28 or 30 
uh, seats on a on a boat, and we're going to take them out and go do uh, I think it's a one and a half or two day tuna trip. So definitely not uh, the typical off road, but uh, there's definitely no roads on the ocean. Very true. <laughs> Very true. So so yeah. So the, the, you can go in there. We'll, we'll have merchandise up and available probably here in the next few weeks. I, I got a a bunch of hats and and shirts coming in right now that uh, we're getting prep getting prepped to to start doing some more fundraising on that side again. So uh, definitely hereoffroad.org would be a good place to look at uh, some of the swag and and uh, donations and stuff can happen there. Cool. Um, one of the things I'm going to suggest, I just suggested it with uh, another um, race organization, a racing group that that is doing something very similar with veter- veterans, and that is getting involved with the, um, as an organization, getting involved with the Off-Road Motorsports Hall of Fame, Ormhoff. There's a lot of business owners that are involved in off-road racing. The amount of uh, give back that they can provide is incredible and being part of that organization gets you um, the opportunity to be in front of some of those people. So that's something you might want to look for. And that's ormhoff.org. Um, I believe it is O O R M H O F. And uh, Barbara Rainey is the, uh, the general manager of, of Ormhoff and she's out of uh out of the Reno area. So, um, and a good friend. So that's somebody to, to look at as well and an organization to get involved with. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm very familiar with Barbara. Okay. Excellent. Cool. Then, uh, let's talk about your business and what, you know, I, I, we've talked a little bit on it, but let's expand and, and find out, uh, more about it so that if there's people out there that are looking for some marketing and social media help that they can, uh, they can get in touch with you. Yeah. So, uh, so this year, um, I wanted to do something different. I have been, uh, feeling a little stagnant with, uh, with where I was and, and, uh, not, nothing really about the company or what, or what was happening there, but, uh, I just felt I needed a new challenge. And, uh, I just started, uh, looking around and, and kind of going over what I was doing, uh, how I was doing it and, uh, came up with this idea that, uh, why wouldn't I be able to give my time to smaller businesses that don't have the staffing or the budget to expand into the digital world um, and really help grow their business. Um, it's a, a huge part of what really spurred the growth of our tech industries is that uh, the digital social side. And uh, I, I've been doing it. I, I have experience in doing it. I've grown this I've helped grow this business and and do all this with our tech and uh, it was time for me to to go out and try to do it on my own and um, as you stated earlier, a lot of the businesses in uh, this industry are people that are enthusiasts. They're not necessarily business people. Um, they're they know they have they know they have a, a an idea for a great product. They know that they have an idea to 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 make this business grow, but they're not really sure on how to go about some of it. And 
that's where you start hiring hiring in uh employees but uh it's harder hire an employee when you're really not making money yet or it's a part-time business so um i'm there to offer to offer my my time and services to the smaller businesses that don't have that capability and bring them into the digital side um help build a facebook page if they don't have one uh um there's things that happen between facebook and your website your website and google your website and customers um all of this is your website is your nexus of your business and a crappy website can really kill a business so look at uh all aspects of your website how it reacts to the outside world so um most people don't know facebook advertising um you get a facebook pixel the pixel is essentially a trigger that's on your website that then links between your facebook advertising and your facebook account and lets you know who's coming back and and how your advertisement's working um same with google google analytics google ads it, it all does that back and forth and it's all linked to your website so um on the digital side um your website is is your information is your it's your window to the world right. and um you want to make that window pretty you want to make that window be open and uh, inviting and and that's how you're going to grow your business in this day and age um there's so many people that uh i mean look look at all of these uh shopping malls and 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 large scale stores because people just aren't going out and shopping anymore they want to go out they want to go out to maybe the local shop that that uh that can install it but they want to do all the research and see the parts online see the pictures and have the media so um, part of what i'm doing is taking your website looking at your content um telling you what content we need changing the content um making sure that your product descriptions and your content management is all up to speed um the end of the day when you go to a website to go buy something if you don't have all the information given to you on that product page and you have questions about it now you have to stop wait until they're possibly open if it's at night um try to get time off of work if they have an eight to five business hours and you don't have flexibility to call so there's a lot of factors that go on and then people just forget and don't call but uh what we're trying to do is uh is make your website and all of your channels all feeding together and and provide all the information that is relevant to that product so someone can come in and buy that product without ever having to talk to somebody or or forget about it or go to the next website and and find another website that has better information that has a similar product and buy it. Okay. So um it's a it's a strategy of uh of getting all of your digital app, um properties and put them together and make them work and feed to each other. Okay. Cool. And and I can see where a lot of small companies especially where they can't afford to have somebody on staff you know, eight hours a day, five days a week, you know, and go through the everything as a regular employee, where if they can contract somebody to do that in a smaller way, but you're, but you know, the, you've got a number of businesses that you're working with, you know, it keeps the, those smaller businesses, keeps their costs down. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and it's not always it's not always just a small business. It can be a, a, a larger business that needs even more help. Um, there's never enough time in the day. Um, you 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 run a business and there's so much you want to do, and there's so much staff that you can even hire it on a, on a large scale size. And sometimes you just need to have a little more help. And and that's what I'm here is I'll I'll pick up uh, on the digital marketing side and and help and help facilitate you getting to the position where you need to be in. And my, my, my biggest goal here is that uh, I have customers for a short period of time and then they understand and they grow to the point where they can hire someone and we, I go on to find new, new, new clients. And uh, that will be the, the business strategy for me is, uh, is when to keep a client on for a certain amount of time and hope that they're growing and they're, they're going to the next level and going off and doing it on their own and learning the skills and, and growing from there. Okay. And I noticed that on your social media, it's your, it said, BAM, is that the, the name of the company that, that you've started or what yeah. is that? Yeah. It's, it's BAM strategic. Um, okay. And it, it it started off as uh, it was it was originally badass marketing, and then I was told I couldn't really use that. I was like, "Why not? I'm doing motorsports. I mean, come on, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing Jeep and off road." And I was and I was I was strongly urged not to use badass marketing. And uh, so I was like, "All right." So then one day I was sitting there, and I just had it written across the paper, and I went, "Bam!" And then. All I had visions of was Batman. Bam, pow. Yep. <laughs> that's where it's gone from there. So uh, so we added I added this strategic uh, for uh, my my licensing for my LLC, my LLC filing. So we had to come up with an had to come up with a name and I was like, all right, bam strategic is what it's gonna be. So um, that's <laughs> nice. That's the sort. <laughs> I, I I get it. We had uh we were looking at a business opportunity getting into um, adventure snacks, you might say, um, you know, n- nuts and and uh, um, beef jerky, things like that, that we could sell at our events um, and then get into four-wheel drive shops, all that kind of thing. And we were looking at what, what kind of name to use, and um, we were going to come up with Big's Adventure Snacks, which is you know um and and I said it should be Big's Adventure Snacks and Supplies um so that it was <laughs> Big's ass um <laughs> and then you know some of the marketing could you know grab grab a handful of Big's nuts um <laughs> you know I had all these different lines that could come off of it and Shelly was like um no we're going to have to rethink that <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was a great, great, great way to market and stuff. But uh, then COVID hit and we weren't doing as many events. And, you know, most of the big events that, that we would go to to help market our events were all shut down and everything just kind of, you know, the wheels came screeching to a halt thanks to uh, to COVID. So we didn't move forward with any of that. And don't know if I will or not, but if anybody out there wants to want some ideas on names, I, I can come up with some really good ones. <laughs> and it sounds like uh, Armando can do the same thing. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was one of those things. I was like, I don't even know what I want to name this. I don't even know if I want a name. And everyone's like, no, you have to have one. I'm like, damn it. 
exactly. <laughs> okay so 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 bam was more of a joke than anything and now it's just sticking so now it is what it is i i, I thought about a dba and now i'm just like no it's just bam it's just gonna be bam that's all it is perfect perfect so let's let's talk about one of the things that that i always got a kick out of on social media um watching or and reading what you were doing um you started doing these memes um do you want to talk about those oh my psas yes there you go <laughs> uh <laughs> I, I don't know. I just it, it was a, it was a way for me to vent, I guess. Uh, um, we 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 all go through it. I mean, anyone who works at a job with customer service, you deal with customers, and and if you deal with G pages, you deal with people that uh, uh, don't really know, don't put the time out, whatever. So it it just basically kind of uh, fed off of that. Of just like, come on, not again. I mean, we can't keep doing this. And, uh, so th- that's what all, all that was. It was just, it was just me just kind of venting a little bit. Uh, there was, uh, there was some truth to some of them and someone was just like, it was fun. And you know, me, I always have a smile on my face. I always have a good time. I always like to be laughing and, and it, life's too short for me to be so, so serious about stuff like that. It's, uh, it's, it's social media, not death. Correct. True. And, uh, and it, it's, it's fun. It's, uh, it should be fun. It's, it's turned away from being so much fun and it's gotten super serious. And now you can't joke. Now you can't say anything. It, it, it goes to that Brown guy. Like <laughs> it, it was the Brown Arctic. It was a Brown Arctic guy for the longest time. It was, uh, the, it's the Brown Bam guy now. Um, you know what? Nobody cares that I'm Brown, but the funny thing is, Someone goes, oh yeah, the guy from Arctic, and they go, and they were like, which one? And they're like the the Hispanic one. I'm like, I'm not Hispanic. The Mexican one. I'm not a Mexican. I'm an American. Uh, I'm brown. Just call me brown. So I just stopped the whole idea of tiptoeing around and going, it's the brown, it's a brown Arctic guy. That's all this. <laughs> I remember. Brown, 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 brown. <laughs> I remember one time I, I needed to communicate with somebody that was there that. Uh, that didn't speak English. And I, I walked up to you and I said, Hey, Armando, do you speak Spanish? You go, no, I don't speak Spanish. I, you know, and I'm like, shit, what good of Mexican are you? You can't speak Spanish. And you looked at me like I was like an alien. Then I, I walked off because I was, you know, I was trying to find somebody so I could communicate with this guy. (laughs) And and I I believe my response was I'm the wrong kind of Mexican. (laughs) There you go. I think so. (laughs) Oh my lord, we've had some fun. I and that's one thing that you know that that the off-road world um whether it's you know rock sports or or the dirt sports it's still it's a different it's so much different than other industries out there. I mean, I've been in you know, I've been in automotive repair and automotive parts and um you know, I've been a landscaper and I've done photography and I've worked retail in, in various other stores and company for companies. And, you know, it's none of it was as fun as it is day to day in off-road. No, no, it, it, there's, there's nothing. And you might have glimpses of it in other industries, um, that I've been in, um, but never just like every day I want to get up. I mean, for 
since I've left the other industry, I, I want to get up and I want to go to work. It's not like I'm going to not work. I'm going to get up and go to work and I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going to go have the best time I can doing what I do. Um, I mean, we did the elevated experience uh, in October, went out to Colorado, um, Corey Osborne led, um, Gerald Lee was out there, uh, Chambliss Fuel and, and Will Perriman, who used to work with me at Artec, um, kind of put this event together. Um, Tim from BFG was out there, Jill and Brian. Uh, I mean, like it was a small group, but it was like so much fun. All we did was it was just radio chatter, just joking through the radio around the campfire around dinner it was just a great time there was so much laughing my side hurt most most days trying to drive around um it but you don't get that in any other industry you get that here and these people that were casual acquaintances become more and more friends and 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 better friends and 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 we'll continue to do that and this this is all what it is I mean, I've known Gerald for 13 years now, probably one of my idols before I even came to industry. And first year I did EJS, he was there and I went up like, oh, Gerald Lee, oh, Gerald Lee. And he just talked to me like I was a normal dude. And from then we've just been friends and talked and whatever. And, and he's been another big killer of mine. And and it's great just that th this is how it is you don't have someone in this industry that is going to really be rude to you maybe one day on a bad day they got stressed out they they just i don't know lost whatever um you might have a, a bad day but i've never been around anyone in this industry that's just always like that just everyone just wants to have fun everyone's in this with a passion and that passion comes through in everything we do um, from hard work to hard play and everything in between. Very true. Very true. So is there uh, anything that we haven't touched base on that you would like to discuss? Um, we're, we're just going to gloss over the fact that my scout isn't done still. Okay. How about that? <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm going to out myself because I'm going to hear it later. So I might as well just say it. Yeah. My scout's not done. Half of it sitting in my garage, half of it sitting in the backyard. Um, at some point I'll have time to, uh, to get away from building crap at my house and uh, get in my garage and, and actually get it done. <laughs> you know, the nice thing about being in Arizona is it's not turning into a rust pile. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's a funny thing is that I had the whole body uh, sandblasted so it can compete. It could patina. And the guy's like, here, I'm going to spray with this stuff. Just let it sit out in the rain. Just set it, let it sit outside for about six months and you should get a perfect patina. It's been three and a half years sitting outside. and It's finally getting a little patina on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, 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 so it was timing for me. It was, I was just waiting for the patina. That's all it was. Yeah. There you go. You, you, you got to do thing in th things in stages, <laughs> you know, it doesn't make sense to jump ahead. <laughs> exactly. So I'll let you in on something. When I first got into off-road back in the, in the late nineties, um, I was working and helping other promoters put on events and just, fell in love with the idea of being in the off-road world. 
and uh, was going to be a spotter, then thought, well, but I'm going to build a buggy. You know, I got to get involved with the sport. You know, I'll become a promoter because I can get a, you know, I'll get a buggy built someday. Well, that was in like 99, 2000. It's now 2023. I still don't have a buggy. My beat to death Cherokee is the is the most capable rig I've ever owned, which if anybody ever sees it out on the trail, it does not disappoint. It goes it goes where I where is a good driver in it can go much farther than I can. Um, I don't consider myself a good driver, but it still shows a lot of other vehicles up, you know, things with full bodies at least. And I still don't have a buggy after 23 years. So, <laughs> well, well, the, the, the sad thing is I have everything to have it done. So I have a garage that is basically racking on one side and I have every part that I purchased for it. So as everything is there, um, it just needs to be moved off that shelf onto the vehicle and get it going. Um, I believe there might be even spare parts of things because I bought more, not realizing I'd already bought something just like it. <laughs> oh, or it came awesome. to mind. I went from red to black. Uh, that, that's happened too. <laughs> but I, I, it's for me, it's it's not really the vehicle. Um, I took my Ram out to Colorado for the Elevate experience, and my Ram went down Schofield Pass. Nice. And and uh, I don't know how or why I thought that was a good idea, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's it's just one of those things. It just it it just doesn't matter what you're in. Are you out there doing it? Do you have a smile on your face? Are you happy? Keep doing it. Perfect. It's a great, that's a great segue right there. Well, Armando, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us and, uh, talking about what you're, what you've done, what you're doing and what's happening. Everybody, I want to remind everybody, you know, hero off road, um, dot org, um, to help with the 501 C3, um, buy some swag, whatever. Um, I want to make sure that you, Armando, understand that, you know, we'd love to see you guys out at, uh, at Baghdad. So let's talk, uh, later on about that. And, uh, yeah, I hope, I hope for continued success with you in the industry. And, uh, if there's ever anything that we can do, you know, reach out. I appreciate it. And definitely we'll talk about Baghdad and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see what we need to do. I, I definitely love to get some more, uh, more guys in cars that, uh, some of the races this year. So uh, definitely something that we're planning on uh, and we should be pushing on this month to start getting the schedule together. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Armando, thank you so much. Thanks, Vic. Appreciate it. Say hi to Shelly for me and uh, hopefully we'll catch you guys soon. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. See ya. All right. Bye-bye. Well, that's another episode of Conversations with Big Rich. I'd like to thank you all for listening. If you could do us a favor and uh, leave us a review on any podcast service that you happen to be listening on, or send us an email or a text message or a Facebook message, and let me know uh, any ideas that you have, or if there's anybody that you have that you think would be a great guest, please forward the contact information to me so that we can uh, try to get them on. And always remember, 
Live life to the fullest. Enjoying life is a must. Follow your dreams and live life with all the gusto you can. Thank you.